you are in the perfect place at the divine time to be touched by a horse. Here's your hosts, Melissa Pierce and Dane Cheek. Hi, everybody. It's Melissa. And this is Dane. We're really happy to be back with you. I actually wanted to share a little bit about the retreat. The retreat that you left me for, (laughs) for four or five days, and then I I was all lonely here at the house. (laughs) Yeah, that one. I'm glad to know you missed me. Yeah, I did. (laughs) A lot. A lot. Thank you. Me too. It's kind of different because the retreat's in Montana and on this gorgeous ranch, but there's no way to make a phone call. Right. So I could text you and I did. I texted you. We texted and that only goes so far. I know. I agree. I agree. It was a lot of fun. This was a really great year doing this retreat. And I wanted to just share a little bit about it because I haven't, I got home way late last night, so I haven't really even had a chance to fill you in on what happened and what we did. Well, you told me the food was really good. (laughs) So they had this chef. Well, first, the setting is Bonanza Creek Ranch in Montana. It's owned by the Voldseth family. And June Voldseth is a graduate of our program. You know June really well. And I just have had the privilege of watching June develop the guest ranch part of this incredible property and our retreats. And we have several of the grads from our program that do retreats there. But gosh, I can't, I don't know how many years I've done that there. Do you? I don't. Yeah. you. Because like, the podcast kind of warped my time brain. You know, yeah. it's like every time I think something happened last year or the year before, they, oh no, that was the Netflix year. I don't know how long you've been doing it, but I do know that you continue to send me photographs every year of how beautiful it oh, is God, and how gorgeous how it, the ranch has just developed. Yeah. 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 And I, I come home, I'm always like, we need to move to Montana. It's just so pretty. It's really beautiful. And a lot of people are moving to Montana, so I don't want to do that. We love where we live. So yeah, I'm going to say that I've been doing it up there eight years. I may be wrong, seven or eight years. And I did skip the two years of 20 and 21 because of the pandemic, just marketing uphill and, and, you know, didn't want to do it if there was any chance that anybody felt uncomfortable or any of that, but been really fortunate. I have a target, I guess, of 10 women as my clients there. And every single time we've done the retreat, there's been extraordinary women there. And again, this year, the same way, but some years I don't know anyone who's coming to sit down in the circle. I meet them at the retreat and I don't know them and that works out really well. And other years like this year, I knew quite a few of the women that were sitting down. So always different each way. And of course, this year I was gone on my birthday. And of course, you're riding horses for a change, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's so fun. It's so fun. Well, let's, let me walk through. So from door to door from here, we had taken the motorhome pretty close to the ranch. You remember that highway? And I said, oh, that's where June's ranch right. is. But you couldn't take a motorhome all the way back in. It's about five miles off the little highway that it sits on in a tiny little ghost town called Lenape. Montana, which is near Martinsdale, which nobody's heard of, and near Harlowtown, which few people have heard of. So it's right there in the center of Montana. And for me, door to door, the drive leaving our ranch is so pretty. And then you get into traffic by the time we're north of Parker, Colorado, all the way to north of Fort Collins. It's just the corridor of existence in Colorado. And and although we see the beautiful Rocky Mountains 
along the left-hand side of the highway. It's really tough because I realize since I've lived in this state and you have lived in this state, the amount of development, the amount of people that have moved into Colorado is pretty staggering. Right. And that traffic is pretty nasty and gnarly until you're north of Fort Collins. Then it opens up and you hit Cheyenne, Wyoming. And this year, Wyoming and Montana have had more rain than normal. So green and so pretty. And pulling out of Cheyenne, which you and I have a lot of great memories in Cheyenne. We've been up there for the Twombly horse sales and up there with friends and stuff. But going north of that to Casper. And in this case, I had uh, two good friends driving up with me, Cheryl and Karen. And so we chatted as women will do. The three of us chatted probably solidly (laughs) from the time we left here early Tuesday morning, uh, pretty much all the way north of Casper. And then we turned on, I think, comedy stuff on Sirius XM and and a couple of murders on HLN. Right. But I also noticed that I'd called up to check in and it seemed as if I was bothering your conversation. I love it when you check on me. It's great. But we probably were right in the middle of something each yeah. time you call. But You're I like, love... There he is again. No, never. <laughs> no, I see it. They were laughing because do you know how I have you listed on my cell phone? No. It doesn't say Dane Cheek, which is your name. So they cracked up because it came on the screen of my truck. So... I've told you this before, but I didn't know if you knew I kept it that way. So when we bought this place, remember the roofs all had to be replaced on the barns and the house and all that was a huge, huge nightmare. Right. And the guy who came to bid the roof job, his name was Sean. How I remember this young man's name, I don't know. He was a veteran and he was probably one of the finest specimen of young men that I had seen in a long time. And so I wanted to remember who he was. So I said, Sean Hottie Roofer. So that's how I have him in my phone book, Sean Hottie Roofer. And you saw that and teased me. Well, who's Sean Hottie in you? <laughs> Oh, yeah, I remember. <laughs> so you have been Dane Hottie in my phone for seven and a half years now. So when yeah. I ask for you, I, I ask, you know, hey, Siri, call Dane Hottie. And, I feel and privileged. <laughs> I feel very privileged. <laughs> You're my hottie, boo. Yeah. <laughs> so that was fun. So the girls had to give me a ribbing about that every time it would come up. Oh, there's Dane Hottie. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, he's my hottie. So, you know, we had lunch in Casper, and then we drove on up through Sheridan, where our dear friends Mark and Jan have moved to. I don't know where in Sheridan they are, but there's a town just south of Sheridan called Buffalo, Wyoming, that is some of the most beautiful scenery that I've seen in our country. I mean, it's really, really gorgeous. Then you pull into Sheridan, which is a a big city, and then on into uh, Montana, and we went all the way into Billings, Montana, and stayed there for the night, and then got up the next morning, had breakfast, and drove on into the ranch. It was about two and a half hours from Billings to the ranch. Oh, okay. But you're leaving. What I love about it, and you might remember this, from Billings, which is a pretty good-sized city, you're leaving on top of a mesa and there's just less population, less population, less population till none. And I feel my heart expand. I just feel the visuals are so beautiful. The true big sky Montana, the gorgeous mountains and the green fields. And it's stunning. It opens my heart like no other place, I think, on the planet. I agree. It was. I remember just going across the border and then it's almost like what they say, big sky country. Big sky. Yeah. yeah. It's like, wow. 
Beautiful and really beautiful clouds. And yeah, it's hard to put in words how truly pretty and how old west it is. Like I always see those mesas and I think, well, that's why the Native Americans, the first generations, they were so wise because many times they put their dwellings and their homes inside the mesas and on top of the mesas because they could see everywhere. You can see from everywhere on top of those mesas, just an incredible wide expansive view. So it's so pretty. So this year we got invited before going to June's to go over to Hertha's ranch. So June's family, her husband David and his family, they're in their sixth generation on this gorgeous ranch about 30,000 acres, including forestry acreage that they lease to. And they run about 15 to 1600 Angus on the ranch and six generations they've been there. So it's, it's homestead, you know, it's so beautiful. And June's husband, David, his cousin, John, is on the other side of one of the major hills there. And that's their ranch, Hertha and John. And Hertha's also gone through my programs. I get the best of the best. So Hertha said, well, stop out and have lunch with us. So I haven't had a chance to show you these photos. So where you remember the little old church in Lenape, it's a ghost town. And then there's this little adorable church. I don't know if you I, I think. Yeah, yeah. little yeah. steeple and like the classic little old West church, just so pretty. And instead of going around the church and back into the mountains five miles to get to Bonanza Creek's uh, actual heart, you make, you turn before that church and go back into Hertha's. And we get there and here is this um, working ranch, definitely a working ranch. And then her home, she and John's home that were there. And I think walking into that home, for one, I felt so welcome, but walking into that home, it's clearly been built you know, just in the last few years, but they took a lot of elements from the home John was raised in, which was quite old. So, you know, they flattened the house, but kept like the, like you love, like the big beams and like the elements from it. So you look at a, a fence post or not a fence post, but a porch post, and it has the notches of when it was a wood cabin, you know, just really Cool. cool, really cool. And the windows in the house are all oversized. And why wouldn't they be? Because there is the views are stunning out every direction of this house. Uh, it has a basement where Hertha's office and things are. She's an attorney and a writer and, you know, lots of fun things. And so her beautiful office is there. And then upstairs is their main dwelling area. And every room has these oversized windows. I'm telling you, to some mm. of the prettiest views you could imagine of Montana. It looked like a movie set. Hey, so does John get an office? No? Yeah. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. (laughs) They're building a new indoor to do the work that I've trained Hertha to do, and she does it beautifully, does retreats and all kinds of deep work. And they're building this indoor about the size of our indoor in Boulder. And it's going to have some stalls and a tack room and a bath rack and nice size indoor and, you know, just right for her round pen and doing this work and all that. And John's walking me through and telling me the footings are in and the steel's on the ground getting ready to be raised. So he's telling me, he goes, yeah. And then I get 16 feet in that back left corner over there. And I go, now, John, come on. You, don't, you know, in the end of the day, you're not really going to get that, right? 
<laughs> he looked at me so funny, but he will. He's an he's a loving, wonderful man and adores her. And this is going to be great. And they're putting in a whole retreat center. There's bedrooms above that barn and then some like modular housing that they're putting in for the other. They'll be able to sleep 10 or 12 women for retreats there and, and clients. It's going to well, be fabulous. They have quite the herd of cattle as well. Right? Oh yeah. They have a large herd of cattle. And then she fell in love with the gypsy vanners when she met me. And so she has her gypsy horses and she's crossing professional breeding, crossing quarter horse to gypsy and she and her sister and they've got some really nice horses and yeah so it's fabulous if you want to see any of her horses or learn more about Hertha people can email to me so what you're saying is that that. they're like skinny horses with feathers kind of with the cross yeah a little skinnier than a gypsy (laughs) right right? a little less drafty more athletic right with the feathers yeah kind of you know how I'm like yeah you're not yeah yeah. you're not the cowboy I know I know Then they had this baby. You're very lucky that sitting in our backyard is not this adorable one-month calf. So cute. So Norman? cute. Her name was Gigi. No, she was like Norman from City Slickers. Okay. Cute, cute, cute. And being bottle fed and just a little orphan girl. Oh, God, we all wanted to just take her. If she would just promise to stay that size, I would have put her in the truck for sure. Right. She was cute. And we just had a great time, a beautiful lunch with them and a nice visit on their back deck. And, and then we went on over to start the retreat. I had a chance to meet with June and we got to catch up and, and talk about what's been going on in her life up there and how she's doing and how the family's doing. And then started the retreat at four o'clock on Wednesday and the women all came charging in with such enthusiasm and nice, joy. It was nice. a lot of fun, really a lot of fun. It, yeah, it was just it was fabulous. And that was my birthday, as you well knew. And so they spoiled me really well. Cheryl and Karen gave me a birthday surprise with gifts at the La Quinta breakfast when we left that morning billings. And then at lunch, there was more and it was crazy. It was just really fun. Everybody was so kind and so generous with birthday gifts. And we haven't even unpacked them out of the truck yet. So you'll see what we're talking about. Well, it sounds like to me, you should go there every birthday since you... (laughs) Hit hit the bounty. What a scamster, right? What a scammer. (laughs) Uh, That's my new scam. Next year's retreat on my birthday. Yeah, Yeah, don't forget the gifts. (laughs) I didn't ask for any of that. You know me. I was like, oh, Lord. So I was a little little embarrassed and also deeply touched that they all did this. They even paid for my massage. They collected money among the women and paid for my massage up there, which was delightful. And such a wonderful masseuse jam. Touched by a Horse offers three comprehensive programs giving you the ability to have the career you've always dreamed about, working in partnership with the magic of horses. Our equine facilitator program provides you with the skills to build a thriving business hosting group experiences with horses. Our equine gestaltist program prepares you to open your own private gestalt practice in partnership with horses. And our master equine gestaltist program builds your gestalt skills both in and outside the round pen. All of our programs include in-depth live classes, business growth training, and a supportive community of herd members to collaborate with and learn from. Visit our website at touchedbyahorse.com to learn more about which program is right for you and your healing herd. 
So Wednesday we checked in and I threw some provocative thoughts and questions their way, mostly this year about the soul, their soul. And what is your soul saying you're holding back on that if you didn't hold back, you could fulfill your gifts and your intentions out to the world to assist others. And it was just a beautiful conversation, everybody around where they are from a religious framework or a faith-based framework or a metaphysical framework or a spiritual framework. I mean, whatever it was, all, all was open, no judgment, total compassion and a lot around the soul, which is always my fascination. And uh, it was a wonderful, wonderful connection. We had a beautiful dinner. And the next morning we went down to the barn to begin our gestalt work. It was really, really beautiful. I stayed on a part of the ranch that's across the highway in a beautiful house. That was really fun and had my room over there away from the ladies in their cabins and and tiny homes that they were staying in. So it gave them time to play and to laugh. One night, you know Lisa, and one one night I came back because I forgot something at the ranch and I'd driven away and then came back. And then you probably heard her laugh. Yes, it sounded like you were there. Sounded like you were there. So I left them in a sort of mindful, zen, peaceful state. And I came back because I lost my, I lost something at the ranch. I had to come back and get it. So I drove all the way back. So I'd been gone maybe 20 minutes. They had the fire under the gazebo started. They oh, were that, all, that's that round. Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. I want one just like it, baby. I'm going to show you lots of pictures of that so you can build that for me. But they were all huddled around that and then laughing so hard. The next day, their sides hurt, their face muscles hurt. You know, that just that nice. incredible nice. laughter that you can have when you're with really um, loving people. And so they had a great, great laughter night that night. We did Gestalt in the morning and, and then went for our rides so yeah it was fabulous so you were doing gestalt how do you do gestalt (laughs) well there you go you'd have to come in the program to learn that secret but you know what i mean by that is we split the time up so we go down in the morning to the barn and some of june's horses are dedicated to the work that i do and the work now that she does and other people who do retreats there And so there were some that were already in one, this beautiful little quarter horse mare, Ruby, who just shows off every time for me. She's so fabulous. Sit with the 10 women and open up and see who wants to share about what. And really fortunate, just I could relax and tune my spidey sense into who might have some work to do. And so they dropped, what I say is we drop the pain on the ground and leave it there. So the one woman worked on something so deep that has occurred when she was a child and has been difficult for her her whole life. But after doing the process that I do and after Ruby connecting with her, you know, it's left there and she left lighter, brighter, happier and and good to go. Another gal had lost a horse that was really touching for all of us, a beautiful horse named Z, and she had artificially inseminated a surrogate mare to bring this horse Z into the world, big dressage horse. And the horse lived to be 16 and a half years old, so not at all old enough, right? Right, right. Very sad ending to this horse's life. But also had stopped the 
woman who she was her partner stopped her heart it was like when i lost scooter right. same kind of thing it just when i lost scooter it stopped me in my tracks do i even want to still be around horses because it hurts so deeply to lose him and i've lost a you know a number of them having them all my life but there's certain ones that are soul horses and this was this woman's soul horse and so we went through a whole process and she said boy i, I feel like I have great memories of her and I'm ready to move into enjoying my memories of her instead of being stuck in the grief you right. know, around her. Well, I remember when, <clears throat> when Scooter passed, it was so dramatic how oh, he just reared up yeah. and then he fell over on his side. Yeah, it was awful. Yeah, it was really like, awful. Yeah. Yeah, very rare uh, nephrosplenic was what he died of. And gosh, I mean, I've had horses all my life, and I've had two nephrosplenics, and some people don't even know what that is, and they haven't seen a horse with nephrosplenic in their whole life. So may you all listening to this never have a horse that's nephrosplenic. It's incredibly sad. So then you um, guys head out on the horses, right? Yeah, so then, well, then we come up to eat. We eat a lot. Okay. <laughs> we eat yeah. a lot. The chef's name was Katie. She was fabulous i mean the presentation of the food was so beautiful all of us were laughing saying well don't you make your meals at home look like these they looked like they were out of you know food digest i mean they were just stunning presentations what the hell is food digest well you know what i mean magazines <laughs> like that gotcha. yeah you know yeah. magazines like that the food just looked right. presented in such a way like you'd see in a five-star hotel really beautiful nice and young gal and just a great crew, a really great crew that, that was supporting her. And so, yeah, every time we turned around, it was time to eat. And every meal was healthy and beautifully presented and rich. And a lot of the elements were from Bonanza Creek Ranch and, um, you know, mint from June's Garden. And I, it just just is a wow factor all I, the way I through. I think I'm going to go next time just for the food. <laughs> Wear your wig. <laughs> Oh, you have to be a woman? Yeah. Oh, it's okay. A, it's a women's retreat. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Okay. I can probably sneak you in. Yeah. They, they all love yeah. you. I just want the food and then I'll just <laughs> hang out. Well, you could crew. You could crew and you could learn how to cook that food and how and to present come home it and, and cook do it. it. Yeah. Right. That would be good. Yeah. That's a plan. I would love that. That would be fun. So, yeah, then we, then we go down and the Wranglers have the horses all saddled, which is a treat because, you know, we all saddle our own horses and schlep those big heavy saddles around and do that and they have them all saddled yeah and they bridle them up one of the wranglers was john's yes girlfriend pam yeah yeah absolutely beautiful wranglers taylor who's 23 she's done some of my retreats before she is wise beyond her years such a beautiful cowgirl and a beautiful woman and pam who how shared with me on this particular trip uh, with her two really cute dogs and yeah she's john's girlfriend john also a 40-year friend of mine, John Klein, was at in New Mexico with other friends of ours. Nancy DeSantis was teaching a grad corps on doing my work with veterans. Right. And so John went there to learn more and, and, and hone his skills. And Pam is, is wrangling all summer for June. Nice. So, yeah, it's such a, it's community like we talked so about John in that other one. So John will pack up and come be with Pam? I don't think he's invited to do no. that. No. <laughs> Poor John. I think he'll he'll go up probably to his daughter Jamie's, whose their ranch isn't very far from that. So gotcha. that would be my guess. I'm sure Pam misses him a great deal. She loves him a lot. But yeah, no, this is this is her gig for the summer. So pretty pretty sweet gig if you can get it. 
So when you go out on the horses, out on the ride, do you actually like stop, get off the horses, do some work? Well, for most, no, no. Uh-uh. the gestalt work's done up at the barn with this fabulous area and beautiful views and the horses come down. They live on 650 of the 30,000 acres. Just, you know, they're turned out every night and they come down for breakfast and they're in and out. So we're there to do the gestalt. Then we go up and have lunch. Then we meet up at the barn like at two o'clock to go ride for a few hours. So that's kind of how that works. And we have riders that, you know, have ridden a great deal and, and really ready to have a pretty assertive ride out on the ranch. And we have riders that are conquering fear around getting on a horse. And we have riders that a lot of us, we couldn't get back on without a mounting block. So that's, that's an issue of getting off on the trail anywhere. So it's not that we ride down to about a half an hour down to a little arena and then ride in that arena for a few minutes, getting comfortable, making sure you've got the right horse, your stirrups are the right length, you you know, understand your horse really well, and then out onto the ranch. And it's beautiful. It's just not the everyday trail ride, right? It's very, very special come back the second day is a dinner ride we do gestalt in the morning come in for lunch and then we have some time I did some more gestalt uh, with people in the afternoon and then at four o'clock there's a dinner ride so everybody's saddled up again and they ride about an hour and 15 I think down through these incredible pine trees on this trail with you know everything Montana the deer and the all the stuff and then across a creek and the horses are all tethered and tied to trees big tall aspen trees and there's a cookout and so oh, that's nice. oh it's so fun it's like camping and just a blast and then everybody gets back on with a full belly and rides back to the ranch so that's a beautiful evening wow. as well wow. beautiful evening as well and Sunday morning we have a ritual that I do each time and you saw all the gifts I took up to them so gave them I did all, see all kinds the gifts, of gifts right but I haven't seen the gifts you brought I think home. it's the first year that I've received as many gifts as I've given I'll tell you that it's it was very spoiling uh for me for for all of it So I know I shared with them and I wanted to share on this podcast something I read before I left and I love to, when I quote something, give credit to the person who said it, but this had dash anonymous. And when that happens, I always feel like it's just been repeated enough that people have forgotten who first brought it into the world. But I thought it was brilliant. We took a lot of pictures and one of the things that I read in this book that I was reading the breakfast uh, before we left, was life can be like a camera. Focus on what's important. Capture the good times. Develop from the negative. And if things aren't working out, just take another shot. And I thought that was really a great poem for where we are and how we do this work and what we're doing. So it was fabulous. Thank you to the ladies who went to the retreat. Love you all dearly. Thank you, thank you, thank you to Bonanza Creek Ranch, to June Voldseth and her incredible crew, to Taylor and Pam as our Wranglers this year, to all the wonderful dogs, to Hertha and John for a great afternoon at your home. It was just really fabulous. And if you're listening to this and you're interested in this retreat, I usually do it each summer and uh, at this same location because it's my favorite (laughs) weekend of the year. Uh, Starts on a Wednesday and is on a Saturday. So if you're interested in that, reach through touchbyahorse.com and we'll be glad to help you with that. Or you can write to the office at touchbyahorse.com and they'll get you some information about the one for 2023. So what was your, what was the feedback you got from the retreat? Yeah, any good? Well, yeah. I mean, just the laughter, the lightness. I think for me, the feedback is 
less what they say, they less what they say and more how they feel at the end. They all say beautiful things, but what I notice is everybody's face looks 10 years younger. Everybody's voice is a decibel higher and lighter. Everybody's heart is expanded. Nobody wants to leave. <laughs> you know, it's those signs. It's it's the camaraderie and the sisterhood and the genuineness of everybody who's there. So that's what I'm aware of is is there's nobody hanging back. Everybody plays full out and is so full of compassion and caring for each other. And it's, it's, it's really, truly a very touching time for me and a lot of validation of my work. So it's, it's always a treat for me. Nice. I didn't tell you this though. You brought me back a gift. Kind of. It's not a gift you're going to want though. <laughs> But I did want to tell you one last touching story. Gabriel, who was our horse for many years, went to one of my grads and he wasn't a good fit for her. And so, and he wouldn't do the work, the beautiful work she witnessed him doing with me time and time and time again. So she talked me out of buying him. He was not for sale. Usually I don't sell my horses. So then he traveled to two other people's hands, right? Right. To other things. And finally, I think everyone thought if he could get on the Bonanza Creek, he'd be in bliss, right? All the horses are in bliss up there. They're beautifully taken care of and tremendous horses. Well, he was always kind of a bully in our pastures here. You remember that. Well, he's been bullied up there. He doesn't do the beautiful work that he always did for me. He is not cooperative on the trail rides. He's a stunningly beautiful horse. And when he saw me, if a horse could cry, he cried. He laid his head in my chest. He followed me everywhere. I mean, he just begged me to come home. So he is coming home. Well, that's good. That's good. Gabriel's coming home. Especially if he can continue to do the work that he used to do with you. He will, I think. I think he's sad. I think he doesn't know, but he's humbled and he needed a little humbling. He's humbled. So yeah, I'm, I'm anxious to get him here and give him some love and space and let him relax here and know that he's home for sure. And I believe he will partner up really big with us. So, so we are looking forward to welcoming Gabriel home and thank you, June, for considering that. So with all that said, yes, I just want to say that I know that the retreat was a huge success just because of all the effort you put into it and everything that you you. do, you put 110% into it and you you just over deliver. And (laughs) I I know, I know everybody is just, yeah, just loving it. Thank you. Thank you. And I love being back home with you. Yeah, it's great. (laughs) I miss you when I go away like that. So it's tough. I'm starting to get couch back. Were you? You got some things done around here while I was gone. I know yeah, you did. The trash. Yeah, yeah, not much, huh? Well, that's good. You probably needed some rest anyway. When I'm not here to do your honeydew list, for sure. We want to thank Hope Through Horses as our sponsor. They are a fabulous group. Uh, their founder was actually with me at this retreat. And always wonderful to see Kelly Lamphere. I should do an interview with her about Hope Through Horses. Oh, yeah. That'd be a good yeah. one. But thank you for being a sponsor for us. We appreciate it. Uh, greatly. And if you don't know the organization Hope Through Horses, go to hopethroughhorses.com. They are a fabulous nonprofit, near and dear to my heart, near and dear to my work, and near and dear to people who are interested in getting this kind of work for themselves. So you can leave in the sand 
something you've been carrying your whole life and you'd like to get past it. Thanks so much for joining us today. We'll see you again soon. All right. Have a great day. Happy trails. Thank you for listening to the Touched by a Horse podcast. If you'd like more information about anything we've talked about on the show today or our certification program, please visit our website at touchedbyahorse.com. That's touchedbyahorse.com. Or contact our office by phone at 303-440-7125. Also, be sure to keep up with us on social media. We're at Touched by a Horse on both Facebook and Instagram. See you around the barn and on the next episode.